and welcome to The Abnormal Christian. I am your host, Brad Mason. I am here again with my lovely wife, Natasha Mason. She is She's helping me uh, get these things settled a little bit. I was doing a podcast with her. I do another podcast with a friend of mine, and I was doing this podcast uh, trying to do it by myself, and I told her, I said, you know, it just seems really odd to me that I'm staring at the wall. I can't come up with subjects. I have a hard time talking when there's nobody around. Um, so all those uh, radio preachers and people out there who uh, spread the gospel by themselves on the radio, I'm really proud of you because that's hard to do, um, especially when you're sitting in your – I don't know if you're trying to create – content off the top of your head or whatever's going on there it's pretty pretty special so thank you for being there dear i'm a great placeholder (laughs) love seeing you over there so uh going into uh the last uh episode was a little bit about uh the hebraic mindset the messianic movement not a lot of great detail there but kind of uh underlying or outlying um kind of why i think the way i do but on this episode i really want to get into a little more um solid subject matter i I guess and it may be not so much um hebraic uh, but really want to talk about the school shooting that happened in florida i think that's uh because it's really important for me uh personally to um maybe to hash this out from a christian perspective because there's so much uh going on in the world and there's so much uh questions about what happened and what should the response be and who should do something and who is responsible um first and foremost um you're aware of this whole subject right you are. I'm glad. So my wife is aware of this, so she'll chime in uh, and give her opinions, deeply insightful opinions. So anyway, uh, just kind of getting back to that. Uh, uh, last week, uh, this week, depends on what current week you're listening to this. This is the uh, uh, there was a school shooting in Florida. A young man went into the Parkland school there with a uh, weapon and shot and killed uh, 17 people. Some students, some teachers. Um, in this case is a little bit different. He didn't go out and kill himself like some of the previous had done. Um, he went and hid until the police were able to, um, apprehend him and bring him in. Um, so the main thing is, uh, really kind of looking at why this happened. I think this is a huge, uh, theme, uh, for people. If you're not a Christian, if you're not a believer, this is a good opportunity to listen. Um, because I'm going to try and explain why some of this stuff happens and what your response should be to this. And if you are a Christian, I'm going to explain why it happens and what your response should be to this. Um, doesn't mean that my opinion is always right. No, it doesn't. Doesn't mean that I'm hundred percent correct on any of this stuff. But I don't think it's necessary to yell, scream, and holler at you and tell you how America's went down the wrong rabbit trail and all these things are horrible. So uh, we all know what happened. If you've paid attention to the news, you know what happened. Um, and you know how terribly tragic it is for those folks and those families. Um, it's a real bad situation. So uh, the immediate response is always in the media. It's always in the um the, the the government the agenda that they have one group wants to say this another group wants to say that the republicans say this the democrats say that the uh, conservatives say this the, the the liberals say that so there's always those two sides and they're always using these uh types of instances or incidents as an opportunity to uh take your freedom and lean it their way i don't want to say they're trying to steal your freedom they're just trying to steer your mindset and your response and your reactions so if you listen to the majority of people um i see it on facebook i see it in the media if you listen to the majority of people they want to know why the government's not doing something why isn't the government doing something you got any answers there no no (laughs) right so uh, a little bit of water 
So the answer there is uh, people are always saying, why isn't the government doing something? The liberals on one side are saying this is guns, gun control. This is a gun issue. A kid went in there with a gun, shot a bunch of people. It's happened again. It's happened before. This is the worst thing in the world. It should not happen. The government should regulate it. The government should stop it. We're going to hear for the next two or three weeks from Hollywood, from everybody who thinks their opinion is bigger than mine, which is fine. I have no problem with that. But they're all going to be telling me, the little guy, um, what I should be thinking and what I should be doing. And they're absolutely wrong. And that's just the simple fact of the matter is they're going to be wrong. The majority of them are going to be wrong because they are trying to they're trying to put a Band-Aid on a crack that's in a dam. And they're trying to hold back the flood that's coming. And that's the honest truth. They're going around poking. And the, the bad thing is they're going around poking this thing with a stick, putting holes in it themselves, and then wondering why it all falls apart. And as a Christian, how do I relate to that? As a believer in Christ, how do I relate to that? Um, you know, I look at uh, – there are people on TV. I saw there was somebody made a comment uh, about the president, whatever. I don't care. But these people say, hey, as Christians, we should boycott that. And, and my response to that was, uh, we live in the world well, this is theirs. This is not ours. They're going to say horrible things. They're going to say bad things about Christians. They're going to say whatever. You know, I think one of the ladies on The View said that anybody who hears from Jesus has a mental disorder, right? right that right. was the, that the was her comment. President. Right. She was talking about Mike Pence. Um, but I think that applies to everybody. When she looks at it, she says, hey, all these Christians, if you're hearing from Jesus, if you hear him, you got a mental issue. And that's not contrary to scriptures what that is because the scripture says that he speaks in a still small voice and that if we will be quiet and listen we will hear him um and i you know take that for whatever you want to take that for but that's the honest truth so we look at these type of things that happen in america and and how do we respond so on one side of the fence and i'm talking to anyone who is not a believer if you're not a believer and you're listening to this podcast right now i want you to pay attention this is your spot this is where i'm coming at you um, so if you're not a believer and you're looking at this stuff and you wonder why these bad things happen, and uh, if you look at September 11th when that happened, churches were filled everywhere. Everybody was running around crying and praying, and, oh, God, why does all this stuff happen? Um, it's it's life. It's going to have Bad things are going to happen. As long as there are people in the world who have evil and bad intentions, bad things are going to happen. I, I, earlier I told my friend John, I said, this is not an issue of mental illness, which everybody seems to want to play. This is just a simple fact that there might be some really evil people in the world. There are bad people out there. It's, and, well, it's hard to to accept that. It, it might be hard to it's accept scary. it. scary. But it's a reality. Um, it's, you know, I don't think every just because people do bad things does not mean that they have mental illness. It means they're they're sinful. They're, they're bad. bad people, right? We're all bad people at one time. Every single person who's ever been born again, who's a Christian, who professes to know Christ as their Savior, was a bad, bad person person doesn't matter how they view themselves doesn't actually really matter what they even did if they did one sin in the eyes of god that person is a horrible bad individual and god you know i think crowder said last night god didn't jesus didn't come to save bad people and make them good he came to save dead people and make them alive and that's an honest true saying because uh that is really where we're at the sin nature that we have the wrong that is in us is killing us and it's going to kill every single one of us we're all going to die because of that we are guaranteed death nobody's going to outlive it nobody's going to outrun it it's coming it's going to get every single one of us and that is because of sin that dwells in us um, so christ came to take that so we could have life everlasting from the moment that we believe in him uh, the scripture says that you know when we put our faith and trust and our hope in him that we have life um, and life more abundantly and what it comes down to is this kid who went and shot all those other people in that school um, did not see the value of life in other people 
Um, and we talked about in the last podcast about the gentleman who had adopted the two children from Africa because he valued life. He saw life. Here is an opportunity to give someone something that they were not. Those kids were probably going to die. Um, I think in the guy, the gentleman's original story, he said uh, that both kids had HIV and, you know, they were living in an orphanage. So uh, chances are they were not going to live. I mean, I Especially don't know. Especially without medication. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's a good possibility those children were going to die. <laughs> but this guy, you know, he had he had experienced life in, in himself through Christ. He had been given new life. Um, and so he had taken it to where, hey, I want to I want to spread that to somebody else. I'm going to give somebody else an opportunity uh, and I'm going to spread life to others. And I think that's what we come down to. We're living in a, in a country that doesn't see the value in life. Um, I told my wife when I watched the uh, the interviews after the school shooting that there were two two girls who came out and they were giving their account of what had happened. And the news media was asking them saying, you know, uh, what did you see? And this this one little girl, she was like uh, she wasn't crying. She wasn't in tears. She wasn't it, it didn't even seem to be emotional at all. Maybe it's shock. I don't know. But she was like, oh, I stepped over. There was a dead guy over there and there was a puddle of blood over there. And when I came out, there was another dead. Pr-. It was just almost like. She had seen dead people all over the place, and this was nothing new. Like she was talking about what she had for lunch. Yes. And, and, and the other one beside of her was wanting to get her two cents in as to what she saw, too. She was there. She was in the school, and, and I saw this, too. It doesn't, you know, it could be, like I said, it could be shock. Maybe it's shock from seeing something traumatic. But I think it is. Uh, it speaks a lot to our society is how we see things. Um, our video games, our movies, our entertainment, our, uh, our music, our lives are inundated with sex and death and um, every kind of perverse idea, uh, thought that you, people could have they're putting it out there well you become numb to it after a while absolutely and i think that's where we i think that's where we as americans have gotten to and you know back to the lost folks if you're lost and you're listening to this that's where we were that's where we all are we are all undone without christ we are all capable I, i firmly believe that every human being walking on this planet who has not had a relationship with god is capable of doing the worst things possible i don't you can there are people out there who are going to say it's a, it's a personality trait. It's a personality disorder. That's why somebody does something bad. Absolutely not. I think apart from Christ, we are capable of doing the worst things you could ever think of. And I think you see it all the time. I think you see it in the world. I think you see it in history. Um, there are plenty of people out there. They were able to uh, rise to a different level because of their uh, status or who they were. They were able to surround themselves with people, and they were able to bring that wickedness to a whole nother level. But inherently, I think we all have the ability to do some really nasty, bad, and evil things. Uh, The difference is, when you become a believer and you put your faith in Christ, the Scripture says that the Holy Spirit indwells you, and the Holy Spirit enters into you, and he puts into you what is called the mind of Christ. You're having a new heart. A new creation is done within us. And so now we have a – I don't want to say you didn't have a conscience before, but now we definitely have someone who uh, convicts us over the sin that we do, convicts us over our thoughts and over our actions. And that's even a big, huge word that people don't want to talk about is sin. Um, it's three letters, S-I-N. It's in the Bible. It is a real thing. It happens. Um, and basically, what is sin? Sin is violation of God's law. 
That's what sin is. People want to know. You have people out there that say, oh, hey, this, this is a sin. Is this a sin? It's not mentioned in the Bible. Sin is violation of God's law. If it is against God's law to do, we should not do it. And when we do it, it is sin. That's what Paul said. How do we know sin? Except that we are breaking God's law. That's what we're doing. So uh, this society that we live in, they don't want to talk about that. There's no such thing. You don't hear it. They don't get on TV and talk about, mm, man, this is a real bad sin this person did. It's, it's hey, somebody uh, cheated on their wife and committed adultery, but nobody ever says it's sin. They say, oh, so-and-so who went over here and murdered so-and-so, but they don't ever say, ooh, that murder was a sin. That was wrong to do. You know, I mean, they don't. we don't say that word because the world that we live in does not want to be convicted of their sin. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to be accountable for it. Absolutely not. Because if you can, if you can get rid of God, you get rid of accountability. Um, I think that is huge uh, right now. I think it's why we see a, a growth of... Uh, atheism in the country and around the world. I think that's why you see a growth in uh, liberal uh, philosophies and mentalities coming out of colleges is because they're able to go in and, and really indoctrinate people to say, you don't have to be accountable to anyone. You can be and do whatever you want to do when you wake up tomorrow. If you want to, if you want to be a sack of potatoes, that's what you are. And if anybody says different, they're persecuting you. Absolutely. And it's 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 really to the point to where um, we are on the edge of uh, hate speech really becoming a thing. I mean, it's it's talked right. about, it's out there, but I think we're becoming uh, we're coming as a nation on the edge of somebody going to jail because they said something. Somebody was bothered by what someone else said. Um, you know, when we were growing up, it used to be if somebody said something ugly, they said something ugly. It might have hurt my feelings, but oh, it is what it is. They said something. Um, but now the society that we live in, they want to say, well, you said something hateful, and that hurt my feelings, and you should go to I'm jail for that. I'm going to latch it, and I'm going to blow it out of proportion. Right. I'm going to be dramatic about it. Right. And so this kid, this kid who did this, um, I read this morning he was in foster care. I don't know why. I don't know what happened to his family. Um, number one, you see right there, there's a family issue. Something happened. I mean, something happened that put this kid there. Um, he had told some people, he'd warned them, he had not really warned them, but he had told them he had some mental illness things going on. Nobody ever seemed to, from what I read, nobody did anything about it. Um, the FBI supposedly had had him on a watch list. I don't know why. Apparently they had some kind of knowledge that, you know, he had a potential, was a potential threat. They didn't do anything about it. Um, and so it wasn't actually until somebody acted upon their, uh, this action to do something wrong. And I think that's, we're, we're, we're moving into an area of society to where, we want to judge people before they're um, found guilty of doing anything. So we're looking at uh, people are coming out and saying the government should have done something. The government should stop it. Stop what? Until somebody breaks the law or commits a crime, how do you stop that? And I think that's, you know, it's difficult, but it comes back to life. That's what it comes back to. Forget everything else around you. The government is not the be-all, end-all answer to your problems. They should not take care of you from the cradle to the grave. That's not their responsibility. They're not there to raise your children. They're not there to teach your children ethics. They're not there to teach your children morals. That is the parent's fault. Um, as, as we have children, it's our job to teach them what is right and wrong. It's our job to tell them what to stay away from. If you've got friends, you know, I tell my kids all the time, she knows, um, I tell my kids that it, you want to you wanna get yourself in trouble, you, you hang out with bad people. You want to you want to get yourself uh, you want to ruin your life. You hang out with somebody who's got bad ideas. But if you want to do what's right, you surround your people. You surround yourself with people who want to do what's right. That's what life is really about. Um, surrounding yourself. That's why the Bible says that you know it's good that we fellowship as 
believers together because we're surrounding ourselves with people of like minds, with people of like spirits, and uh, we can encourage each other. So life is really what this is all about. It's what this school shooting is about. Apparently, uh, this kid didn't care. He didn't care about these other people's lives at all. He had Obviously no problem. Not. He had no problem taking them. It was it was nothing to him. He was going to go in there and kill a bunch of people. Maybe it was uh, maybe it was anger or what. I don't know. But it's it's a it's a value that um, you know. I remember when I was a kid, we lived in Arizona at one point, and I think me and my brother were playing in what they called a wash. Uh, wash is like a dry riverbed. It ran behind the house, and there was a. Uh, I want to say it was um, a lizard that was on a rock. And we were, I don't know why, we were throwing rocks at it. I think we were trying to see if it would run away. And I hit it, and I think I killed it. And it, like, nearly upset me to no end that I had killed this lizard because, you know, it's life. And as a kid, my mom and dad were like, you can't just kill things randomly. You don't just go around killing stuff. You know, these things have a purpose. God created this. I don't, you, what is the purpose of a lizard? Yeah, eating bugs. If that's what its purpose is, that's what God wanted it to do. But here we were and we had killed something, you know. And so me and my brother, we felt, I think we were crying about it. We were upset. You know, we had killed this lizard. It took a while to get over that, you know. But I think that's the value that we don't have in this world anymore, that we're not teaching our children that everything has, you know, even down to killing a bug or something. I mean, the first reaction we always have is, oh, smash it, kill it. Oh, it's all spider, you know. Well, I think bugs should not be held to that <laughs> but, standard. But I'm just saying the value there is to teach the kids that everything has life. Whether or not, you know, it's a spider and I need to stomp it real quick, that's one thing. But I mean, everything has value to some degree. It all has value. The spider has a job. Uh, every bug has a job, except for a mosquito. They have no jobs. Mosquitoes are the worst. They have no business even existing, um, except to spread disease. So they're horrible. Uh, but I'll t- but I'm just seriously, you know, I think it's it's a value. It's a value of life. And this comes back to churches. And this comes back to us as Christians. This comes back to our responsibility. What is our responsibility as parents? Our responsibility is to make sure that our children know that we love them and that they are to love other people. That's I mean, that's cutting it cut and dry. Um, if we love God and we claim that he lives in us, then we should love others. Well, who does that start with first? It starts with our homes, our families, our children. Had that kid felt love in his life? Had he known love in his life? Had he had a relationship with God in his life? It could have been a different outcome. I'm not saying it would have been, but I'm saying there's a really good percentage chance that there would have been a whole different outcome as to what had happened. So people, I mean, we're out here screaming and hollering, the government needs to do something, and that's not it. No, it's not the government. Communities, churches, parents, teachers, schools, families, those are the people who need to be doing something. Stop waiting on somebody else to get involved in your family, in your life. Stop waiting on somebody else to fix your problems until your kid's on TV done something horrible. And then you're like, I don't I don't know what Billy did. I, you know, he sat in his room and played video games all the time, and he was on the internet. And kids, you know, I, it blows my mind. We're so disconnected from what's going on in our children's lives. And then when something terrible like this happens, the first thing we want to say is, the government needs to do something. The government needs the government needs to mind their own business and stay out of it. And parents need to step up and own this. Now, my kids could go out tomorrow, and they could do something horrible, and they could do something horrific. I mean, they're uh, they're just preteens. Well, uh, anyway, so they're right on the edge of that. They could go out and do that stuff tomorrow. But I could stand and look in somebody in the face and say, I know I did not teach them that. I taught them to do the right thing. And they made a conscious choice on their own to do what was wrong. And, and that's wrong. on them. You know, as a parent, you're not going to be able to point at me and say, hey, you failed to tell them that they should be loving other people or that they should be seeking to do right at all times. 
because those are things that I'm trying to instill in my children. And again, this is my opinion. I don't say this is how people should. You don't have to raise your kids this way. You want to ignore your children and let them play video games and not care what's going on in their lives and let them whatever it is. That's your business. But as for me and my house, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to serve the Lord in a way that, hey, we're going to love other people. We're going to take the opportunities and we're going to reach out and we're going to do good for other people. Um, that way, when these things happen, you know, uh, we don't we don't live in the fear of this happening. You know, I think I talked to John today and uh, one of the things we talked about was fear. Do we go out and, and live in fear that this could happen at our kids school? My daughter's uh, almost 13. This was a middle school. This happened at. Could have happened at my daughter's school. Could have happened at her school this past week. Could have happened to her or some of those kids there. Um, you know, it's about where do I feel good? Do I feel good about my child and what my child has been raised in? Uh, don't want them to go through these situations and don't want families to have to go through this stuff. But I got enough confidence and faith in my God and my Lord to know that even if it does happen, even if bad things do occur, that it is uh, it's going to be okay. God takes care of this stuff. God takes care of those. He takes care of those who love him and the ones he loves. He's going to watch out for us and he watches out for our kids. Even in their missionaries who've gone off to the mission fields, they have sacrificed themselves. They have literally died. I read an article today, 22 people in Afghanistan, maybe. I can't remember exactly where, but there's 22 Christians in a Muslim country that are set to be beheaded uh, today or tomorrow for their belief. Their heads are going to be cut off with a knife because they trust in Christ. They put their faith in their Messiah to save them. And they understand that there is a cost and a price that goes with that. You And it could cost us. We're so fortunate and blessed in America that we don't have to lay our lives down because of what we believe. Everybody can believe what they want to. You can believe in space monkeys. You can believe in the spaghetti god, whatever his name is, Chitulu, whatever they call him. Um, I'm dead serious. There's one out there. It's really weird. There's a, it's, a, it's a thing. But I'm saying you can believe in whatever you want, and it is not going to cost you your life yet. But in other parts of the world, it costs people their lives every single day. And what it comes down to is the value of our life and the value our creator has put in us and what he uh, what he sees in us and what we see in other people. So I think uh, the big main points from all of this is, is this going to happen again? Yes, absolutely. Do I want it to happen again? No, I do not. But it is a reality that we're living in. Um, as a Bible-believing Christian, if you're out there and you know the Scriptures, you know the Scripture says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. Um, if you go back and do any research in the days of Noah and you go back and look at the days of Noah, the Bible says violence filled the earth. It was extremely violent um, to the point that God destroyed everything. Um, so that tells me that we're looking at a future that is not uh, not a positive one. It's, it's probably going to be compounded with more problems. I think, you know, uh, the more people that you have living on the earth, the more people as population grows, as uh, re resources are consumed. Uh, I think you just it's just the nature of man to war with himself. So I, I really feel like, you know, this is sadly, it's not going to be the last time this happens. Um, it's probably going to happen again. It's going to be a church. It's going to be a nightclub. It's going to be a school. It's going to be somewhere, but it's going to happen again. Um, and the question is, are we prepared? Are your children prepared um, so that if something does happen, are they ready to meet God? Are they ready to, to talk with God? Are they ready to have that conversation about what did you do with your life when you were there? You know, I mean, um, we're not always I would love to think that my kid's school has a great plan in place. But honestly, I don't even know. 
I don't Probably not. I don't know what their plan is, and I think that's a great question to ask them. What is your plan if something like this happens? Um, but I don't want my kids going into fear. I don't want them having to go to school being afraid. I don't want them to think that, you know, this could happen to me any day. You know, I want them going in and thinking, you know, God takes care of me. He provides for my needs, and whatever happens um, is allowed. He allows to happen, and there's a reason and a purpose behind it. Um so for me and, you know, my wife, I know we both uh, really feel for those people. We have five kids between us. Um, so we really feel for those people who lost their kids down there. It's, it's a really, that's a real serious thing. Um, so I just ask everybody to continue to pray for them. Uh, that's, you know, uh, she knows I'll, I'll probably say don't send good thoughts because that aggravates me. Um, good thoughts are about worthless. You need to pray. Uh, if you really are a believer, you need to pray because prayer, uh, intercession, um, uh, fervent prayer has, uh, availeth much. But don't just say you're going to pray. Oh, no. And not you, pray. <laughs> you know that aggravates me too. The old Facebook, well, I'm praying for you. No, no, you're, you're not. You don't even know who to talk to. So, you know, anyway. But outside of that, you know, I think um, – not trying to make light of a bad situation, but I think it's always a good idea to look at these type of things and look at what is the real, what is the real root of these problems and what is the real uh, call to action. And I think it is us. It's us as believers. Um, you want to be the abnormal Christian. You're the guy who goes above and beyond. You're the person who goes above and beyond and, and sees the hurting kid uh, at school. If you're a teacher, you see those hurting kids and you're interceding and you're stepping out and maybe going out of your comfort zone to say, Hey, do you need help? You know, it's, it is. It's putting it into action. It's not the armchair quarterback, uh, which Christianity, if you know anything about Christianity, it's so easy to do. It is so easy to be an armchair quarterback, especially if your life is rolling right along and everything is good. It's easy to sit on the couch and watch TV and think, oh, that's sad. Click, change the channel. Um, so, you know, it's that call to action to want more. Um, from the Christian life, to want more from the Holy Spirit, to want more of the power of God in us um, so that we can uh, share Jesus and share the gospel with the world. And for God to work through you. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> to be open to that. Absolutely. And everything, everything, you know, when I talk about this stuff, everything I'm talking about is for the glory of God. It's not for the glory of me or um, let alone, you know, I think one of the uh, one of the greatest things, I used to go and watch a Christian group all the time play music, uh, Disciple, one of my favorite bands of all time. And people would stand out there and they would yell, Disciple, Disciple, Disciple. And then uh, the lead singer came on stage and he was like, no, don't, it's not, don't say Disciple. If you're going to say anybody, you're going to call anybody's name, call on Jesus because it's not us. And and that is the way it really is. I mean, you know, you, we could all be in a successful place. We could all be a, an elevated place um, to where they could say, hey, old Brad's doing something great. And I don't, that's not even the point that is so far beyond the point it doesn't even matter um so it's it's always about uh lifting up the name of of yeshua um uh, because the father uh, is glorifying the son and that's what we should do as his bride and as his family is to glorify uh the one who came and died for us so uh that will end episode number two in this awesome podcast of awesomeness i'd like to thank my wife for being here way to be at the house today oh you're greatly appreciated um check me out on facebook i'm going to be putting up a facebook page i don't know if it'll go too much more than that because there's a lot to handle but i'll try and get a facebook page up um if you have any ideas or suggestions or you have any questions about 
about the Bible itself. You have any uh, theological questions that you would like to uh, to hear discussed or talked about? Um, go ahead and leave a comment on there. I'll be willing to try and discuss anything that is possible um, that I know of. If I don't know, I'm going to tell you I don't know. Um, and hopefully in the future episodes, again, we'll get into a little bit more of the Messianic uh, teachings and understandings and look at the Scripture from the Hebraic mindset and viewpoint. Um, outside of that, have a wonderful day and be blessed.